Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back uh, to another edition, episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is April 25th, 2023. Coming out to you on this Tuesday. Hope you all been doing well. Had a pretty good weekend. It's been some time since I last spoke. Um, the last time I was... Uh, I had talked about the NBA playoffs a little bit, the matchups that we were going to be seeing. Um, and obviously, the playoffs have transpired and continue to be interesting here in the NBA first round, where we've seen a lot of different things kind of come up. Um, so some, some surprising, you know, leads and, uh, um, you know, series that have kind of swung in different directions. And so things are really interesting, which is going to be fun overall to see how it all ends up and you know we already have one team which had advanced to the second round that was the Philadelphia 76ers um advancing and sweeping the Brooklyn Nets um so you have that um and you know obviously other series are going to follow so in today's episode I'm gonna kind of touch on the NBA playoffs a little bit and then I'm going to position to the big news um that broke down that came down yesterday between the Jets and the Packers. So I'll kind of get to that in, in, in a little bit as well. So yeah, the NBA playoffs first round. Uh, you look at the series and everything, how it's been transpiring. Let's start out um, with the Western Conference. You have the Kings and the Warriors tied up at two apiece. I believe game five will be probably tonight or if not tomorrow. Um... What a series has been between the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings, right? The Kings obviously holding home court in the first two games. Um, and obviously there's been some tensions and there was, um, you know, obviously the situation with the flagrant foul and the incident between Sabonis and Draymond Green where obviously Sabonis was trying to get up, kind of grab Draymond Green's leg. Draymond ended up stomping him somewhat. Uh, and so Draymond missed one game, which was game three. Uh, but it didn't seem to matter because, you know, the Warriors were able to play their style, play their game, uh, and they won game three. And then game four was a tight one. Gotta admit, the Kings kind of let that one slip out of their fingers because, you know, they had a chance uh, with 10 seconds or so left to win that game. Um, obviously, the defense was probably too good um, for the Air Fox to overcome, and he. Had to give it to Harrison Barnes for a three, which did not fall. Um, so, you know, you've seen a series where both teams have scored uh, in you know, the high hundreds or so. And um, the Warriors experience, obviously, is coming through in a lot of different ways in terms of how they're being able to attack. And Seth Curry, obviously, has been on a mission. So uh, that series has been the, the most interesting, probably one of the best series, probably, that we've seen so far. Uh, you have the Clippers and the Suns. Um, look at the Suns; they are three to one on the, uh, you know, three to one on the on the Clippers. I believe um, Game Five will be tonight. And look at the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, they still, as a group, are meshing together with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Uh, it's been a series in which you know it was kind of promising because you had Kawhi Leonard, who was obviously playing really well, um, you know, um, but then obviously the injury he, he suffered or he had a, a knee sprain that took place. Um, he hasn't been able to play the last two games, which really is a bummer for the Clippers, you know, um, 
You know, the Clippers have always had something come up uh, the last few years, either with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, and Ty Lue has tried to obviously work things around and make it happen, but Clippers are really beat, you know, honestly, in terms of like they don't have a chance without those two on the court. Uh, Westbrook has been playing probably some of the best basketball we've seen in quite a quite a while now, um, but it hasn't been. It's not good enough, you know. Suns have too much firepower. Uh, their shooting is coming alive more and more as the series continues, and the Suns should should end up wrapping up this series, you know, if not tonight, uh, because they're just the better team. Uh, but their depth and their you know, their overall play is still, they haven't really been fully tested yet. Who knows if they'll get that test probably in the second round or not. Most likely they will. Uh, but for the most part, you've seen the Suns just do what they always do. Get hot and shoot extremely well and they have had to shoot well. Um, and that's kind of come true uh, in different games this, this series. The New York Knicks are up 3-1 to one on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I did not see that coming. Um, you know, it's one of those series where I felt like the Knicks, obviously, this is a home court. We're maybe not going to be able to, uh, you know, maybe get it done. But they are in a prime spot to do so now. And the biggest difference, honestly, the last two games um, has been the play of R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson. Uh, you've seen this Knicks team respond with the young guys stepping up and open topping uh, quickly, obviously, and R.J. Barrett coming alive. And that's what you want to see in the series was R.J. Barrett together stretch of games that looks really solid. Uh, obviously, Julius Randle has been a little bit of a slump uh, because he's taken way too many three-pointer shots as of late. Uh, but R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson have been solid. They've made some important shots. Um, they're, they're, just, they're really taking the Kings Cavaliers to task inside and on the outside. Like, Knicks are playing at a high level right now. You know, Donovan Mitchell is obviously doing what he can. There's Garland is good as well. But outside of Mitchell and Garland, there just hasn't been a whole lot going on right for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They haven't had enough of a, of a, you know, a third scoring punch to help them come back to the Knicks. So... I don't know. The Cavaliers could push it to push it to six, probably, but the Knicks are in prime position to win this this series. If they can continue to play when they're playing, I would be very happy to see them advance, uh, have a chance at the second round. Uh, but you know they're up three-one, and the other teams are up three-one as well, right? So it's really about finishing it, finishing it out, and closing it out overall um, in the series itself. So you have that going on. Uh, the Miami Heat have taken a three-to-one lead on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis did return yesterday, which was good to see, but ultimately the Milwaukee Bucks weren't able to convert towards the end of, of the game. You know, some missed opportunities, some shots that didn't go their way. And the Bucks really are in a tough spot because the Heat have been able to get much better play from Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler dropped, dropped 56 points, by the way, yesterday, which was tremendous to see him do that. Um, and if he plays like that, the Heat are hard to stop. So Miami seems to be firing and clicking on all cylinders right now with them and the bio playing well. I'm not going to count the Bucks out just yet. I think the Bucks will force us to six. Uh, I think Giannis is not, not going to let them lose on their home court. Uh, so I think the Bucks will win game five. Uh, but it's been a series of momentum and swings, and definitely the Miami Heat have been able to take advantage of some things going their way with the shot making. They, they've been able to display uh, they're playing some of their best basketball they've played all season long. 
you have the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Uh, Denver has been pretty solid for the most part you know, with Jamal Murray and you know, Porter and Yochi being healthy. Uh, Anthony Edwards had his fifth or sixth 30-point uh, playoff game uh, in Game 4. That was impressive to see. The Timberwolves just don't have that depth and that size and that experience, I think, to get it done against the Nuggets. Nuggets should be able to win tonight, get it over with. Uh, they're just a better complete team, but the Timberwolves have had a pretty good season. It just hasn't just haven't always looked as best as they, they should be, but uh, you've seen some Thomas uh, Anthony Edwards to believe that he will be one of the best you know, shooting guards to come uh, for a while in this league, so uh, I think the Nuggets are just well, you know, well maintained, better built to kind of win this series and, and move on to the next round. The Lakers uh, took a three-to-one lead on the Memphis Grizzlies, and this is a, a series that I gotta admit, like, yeah, I didn't see this coming either. Uh, in terms of like how, you know, I thought it would be much more of a, a series in which it would be uh, highly contested. Now it's not over yet because. Memphis is still one of those teams that, you know, they had so much success in the regular season. You feel like, where is it not? Why is it not showing up now, right? That's a big question is where they played well. They played well as they could yesterday, but got to overtime, right? And LeBron James made some key plays. And the defense made some the entire day. LeBron had his first ever, I think, 20-point game and 20-rebound game in his career, like, just, just that stat line itself is impressive. But you saw LeBron James attack. You saw him get everyone else going. You saw Anthony Davis do his thing. I mean, the Lakers were playing really hard and competitive. And Darman Ham a lot of credit because he's been able to find ways to not let John ja Morant, you know, beat them entirely on his own. You know, they've, they've forced Morant at times to go all in. They probably are letting... You know, Moran get his points and everything at times, right? Um, but they're not letting anyone else get a line. Jaron Jackson is a player in this series that he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't ascended to that level yet. You know, he's a nice young player that has shown promise the last few years. But, you know, going against Anthony Davis and what they have in that front court, I mean, you need a little more from that inside game as well. Um, the shooting, Hasn't been great, right? Dylan Brooks is someone who talked a whole lot uh, before the series, and you just can't find him now, right? And so the key thing, obviously, is the Lakers, they've been able to rebound well. You've seen Davis and LeBron have their stretches where they play extremely good basketball, um, and they've gotten it done when they've had to get it done. So, I mean, kudos to the Lakers for being and playing their style, you know, etching out these games. Um, an extra period, and uh, overall, you see a great overall environment where the leadership, the confidence is building for the Lakers, where they have a lot of belief in themselves, and so, like, they're going to have to keep that going because it's not going to be easy, I think. Still, Memphis being that good of a team this year, all that they've, they've talked about this season, it's hard to see Memphis going out in five games, but Lakers will be in a prime spot to close out this series on their term, on their court, possibly in game six. That's going to be interesting to watch and the Lakers get it done because they are gelling at the right time. You're seeing the supporting players really do well, and that 
that could bode well. If they can find a way to get it done in game five on the road, that would be even more impressive. Um, so you have that. Um, I think outside of that, I mean, obviously, you know, the NBA officiating has been really interesting. This, uh, you know, in terms of the fouls that have been called, uh, you got to let players play. You know, it's some things are, are a fine line you have to call. Um, you know, like the Hawks won for Dante Murray, like that was warranted, as well as you know, you know what Draymond Green got. But some things have to kind of. The NBA's got to be better in officiating this season. There's been a lot of calls. There's been a lot of questionable decisions this season. So the NBA officiating has to be taken a look at after this season because it hasn't been at its best. The too many reviews and the reports, stuff like that. Thinking of the Celtics, um, you know, the Celtics are in a prime spot to also close out this series against the Hawks uh, with, you know, Brown and Tatum playing extremely well. The Hawks are a nice team. They're young and talented. They have a new, you know, a coach with Dan Snyder who was pretty good. The Hawks just haven't been able to get it done um, at times. And they've, you know, they're, they're a team that is young, that has a lot of potential, but hasn't come together as much as yet. And they, they want to save their season. They're going to have Trey Young to play even more better. So, should be interesting to see how these series end up kind of swinging. Obviously, you expected a little more of a 2-2 battle. Uh, in most of these first round matchups, maybe, but you know, you got teams at 3-1, and time to see which team actually ends up closing it out, and which team will be stretched to a game seven, if if needed potentially. So, with that being said, now I want to switch over um, and talk about the NFL, and let's get right into the big news that broke down yesterday. Uh, finally. Finally, 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 a trade between the Jets and the Packers has been agreed to, and Aaron Rodgers is now officially a Jet. Uh, gotta say, it is a good time for New York sports with all the teams kind of being, you uh, know, in, in the thick of the playoffs, right? You have the Rangers, who also they're two two now with the Devils, but you know the Knicks are playing well. You have that going on. Um, you know, it's a good time for the New, for New York sports in entirety, right? Obviously, the Giants made some moves this offseason, right? Resigned Daniel Jones um, and getting Saquon Barkley back in there. But obviously, now the Jets will be having the better quarterback uh, um, in New York. And as I said, the Jets and Packers have finally agreed to a trade. Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet. Look um, the trade compensation. The Jets will swap first round picks with the Green Bay Packers. So the Jets will have the number 15 pick. Um, and I think like a third, fourth round pick. And the Packers will be getting that's an overall pick, number 42 or 43, I believe. A conditional first round pick next year. I think one more pick was added as well. Um, so look at the trade itself. I mean, it is a big win for both teams. I don't think it's a true, it's not really a loser in, in this trade, honestly. Um, from the Jets standpoint, standpoint of view, they are taking a big risk, a big gamble. Um, but considering how the Jets have had, you know, it's a tough time and long, you know, long, hard seasons of just not being able to win and get to the playoffs, this is a move that definitely puts them in contention uh, to possibly win the AFC. Uh, they've got, obviously, Alan Lazard there with Nicole Hardman and Garrett Wilson, the tight ends, right, Brees Hall coming back. So the Jets had to go all in and get their quarterback that they wanted. Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously played most of last season with a thumb injury. Um, so, 
Yeah, they're getting a quarterback that is experienced, that knows how to get it done. And he comes to New York now. He'll be ranked number number eight. Um, I think he was, you know, he did get the approval from, you know, I think Joe Namath did give his blessing for number twelve, but Aaron Rodgers will be ranked number eight, um, which he wore back in California in college. Um, so this is a big win for the Jets because, as has well been said, they have one of the longest droughts or the longest drought since not making the playoffs in a number of years and. Look at the AFC East, right? They have a better shot now to contend with the Buffalo Bills. Um, they have a better shot to contend with the Buffalo Bills, you know, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Um, and all of a sudden, the Jets will get more, uh, you know, matchups in their way. You know, they will have, obviously, some primetime games more than they had in the last few years. I do believe they'll be playing the Chiefs, I think, this season at home. Um, so, a lot of excitement for the Jets. It should be uh, really uh, exciting to see how, how it all transpires. Obviously, the Jets are, are taking a big risk because obviously with the first round pick, potentially next year being a first, you know, that thing may be something that they, they may look back on. But, you know, from a scheme standpoint of view, right, Daniel Hackett, you know, a familiar face that Rogers has worked with. Um, you know, you've got some wide receivers. We've got an offensive line that is pretty solid, getting better, um, and we'll address some of that in, in, in the draft as well. Um, so this is a big move for the Jets. I think it's going to end up being a, a good one. Um, the key, obviously, is for them to be healthy, and for Rodgers, obviously, to, you know, to, the, key for, the key to this whole thing for the Packers and the Jets and this trade, right, Rodgers obviously spent a number of years in Green Bay, right? He was beloved there. He played MVP-level there for a number of years, right? And so now comes to New York, right? And there's going to be a lot of expectations for, for the Jets to win right away. The key thing for the Jets and, um, will be to make sure that this team is well-rounded. And the coaching now will really be put to the test because we know what Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett will do together. They will make the offense better. They will be on the field a lot more. They'll give their defense a lot of breaks. And now the focus on shifts to Robert Sala. Robert Sala has now uh, that quarterback that he, you know, that can that can kind of win him the games in, in, in the trenches. Now the defense will be kind of be put to the test, right? His coaching as a as a whole will be put to the test because you know, how are you going to manage certain things, right, with Rodgers, and how are you going to get this defense and team to play really, really well? That is the key. Um, so for the Jets, it's really about. Being all in, make sure they surround Roger with the best offensive line, the best talent that they can. Um, and Rogers really has to come out and play motivated, which I'm sure he he can be, be really motivated and have a chip on his shoulder. And like I said, it's all about legacy and about winning the ring. If you're Aaron Rodgers at this point in your career, and winning in New York would be the biggest thing um, for anyone's decade, you know, anyone's legacy. If you can win here in New York and win it, um, you know, by playing, you know, top level football, um, you know, it will be, you know, will be, a, you know, a immortal uh, in New York. So the hope for the Jets is really to be able to contend with the with the Bengals, with the Chiefs, uh, with the Buffalo Bills, you know, and that's going to be something that Aaron Rodgers is really going to have to come in and. Uh, and prove it. And I think he will. He will. Definitely the defense will be happy about this move because, excuse me, 
Uh, you know, last year they didn't have the best quarterback play. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, they just didn't have the best quarterback play, right? They had, as an offense, they were at the bottom um, of the league towards like passing yards, touchdowns, all those kind of numbers. And so now they get Aaron Rodgers, who will give you at least 25 to 30 touchdowns, you know, and a chance to put up points, which the Jets need to put up points going forward. And that's how the league is trending. You got to put up points. You got to put up a good amount of points to win in this league. And so Rodgers brings that. I think it will be a solid move for him. And ultimately, the Jets will have to see how this goes because, like I said, they're going all in on a quarterback that, yes, is in the later stages of his career. He is older. So there will be key things to watch in terms of how they manage Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers ultimately end up doing you know, when, he, when he's playing out there. Um, so there's that. The Packers side of things, they have finally officially moved into the Jordan Love era. Um, and they got a pretty good haul, I would say, for what they had in Rodgers. Uh, they got a draft pick or, you know, a couple of draft picks, uh, a conditional one for next year. So this is now Jordan Love's time to show what he can do for Green Bay. And I think that they have some decent talent there with obviously the young wide receivers and, and Watson and Dubs, uh, as well as Aaron Jones. Um, the key thing for the Packers will be, you know, can Jordan Love be that quarterback, that answer that, that they, need, they need for this season? You know, will they be able to compete in the NFC North as well as they did the previous year? They had, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Um, although the Packers have had a hit and miss kind of, uh, on, you know, they kind of hit and miss on their picks, although in the last, you know, four to five years. So time will tell if this is the right decision or not in terms of what they got. Um, but it was clear the Packers and Rodgers were, you know, going to move away from each other. It was well reported, and the Packers now get a chance to rebuild their team, retool around Jordan Love, and Jordan Love will definitely have a lot to prove because he will definitely uh, be evaluated and. Then, obviously, the Packers will have the quarterback class in next year's mind as well. Um, so, there's a thing. The Packers is an interesting phase, right? Because they had one of the better quarterbacks, one of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right? Now, you're to, to, to a young one that's been there for a while. Matt LaFleur's coaching will be really tested as well, I think, uh, coming forward in, in this upcoming season. So, ultimately... You know, you could say that both teams got what they want. Sure, the Jets gave up a little bit more than they probably anticipated, but they get the quarterback now. They definitely have a chance uh, in the AFC, and I'm happy and excited to see how that sh- this transpires. Um, I'm sure there will be some games that uh, will be circled on um, the calendars for sure. Now that NFL schedule makers can actually go ahead and finalize the schedule. Uh, but yeah, this season will be really unique and interesting. The AFC is definitely going to be loaded. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how things kind of swing in terms of which team gets the advantage, right? The Chiefs, obviously, at this point, should still be the favorites just because of what they have, uh, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Uh, but you've seen now across the offseason where things have dramatically changed, right? And so now, question is how the teams kind of Manage expectations and how do they go about finishing up their roster? So, the draft should be exciting to see what ends up transpiring. I'm sure at some point Rodgers will obviously rework that contract a little bit, but a good day for the, for the Jets. They got the quarterback, um, and I think that 
you know, it will be exciting to see how, how Rodgers performs in New York with all the media and spotlight. You just hope that he plays extremely well uh, and stays healthy and is able to get this team back into the playoff mix um, for this upcoming NFL season.